I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are making an intentional choice to not just make Easter a one-day celebration that's mostly about a fancy dress and chocolate-filled bunnies, but to make it about knowing the one we are celebrating that day, Jesus. Over the next seven weeks, we will slow down the final days of Jesus' life. We will take a peek into each of these moments so that we can know Him better. I want to teach you some common Lent practices, Bible study, fasting, Lent candles, repentance, and prayer. I will guide you through implementing each of these. Help me spread the message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know all of us struggle with how to really focus on Jesus during Easter. And it's crazy because this should be the holiday we go all in for. But I get it, we've never been shown how. My friend, that all changes with this study. We are going to do this together. This Lent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. I would love for you to join our community as we are growing even more in God's Word. And I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This will be automatically applied when you sign up today. This spring, we are studying the book of James, which is the perfect complement to this final day's Lent study, because it was one of the very first letters written to the first followers of Jesus. So as you are studying the final days of Jesus' life, you will see how the first followers lived it out. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. All right, let's get started with today's session. Dirty Feet Clean If you haven't already spent some time in prayer, praise God, repent of sins, ask for others and yourself, yield to God, then wait and listen. Just last week, we read about when Mary anointed Jesus' feet. Today, we learn about when Jesus washed his disciples' feet. So sorry, there's so much feet in this study. Kind of gross, I know, but we're just sticking with the text. The Bible doesn't always portray beautifully staged pictures. So on to stinky feet. As we learned with Jesus' anointing, feet were pretty gross in those days. Question, who was in charge of cleaning feet typically? Describe that person as best as you can imagine. It's okay to color outside the lines and use your imagination. Prompt, read John 13, 1-20 and make any notes below. John 13, 1-20 It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own, who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with his towel that he wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who he said said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now that I'm what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, then Lord, Simon replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. The whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. 
for he knew who was going to betray him, and that is why he said not everyone was clean. When he was not finished washing their feet, he'd put his clothes and re- when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I am your Lord and teacher and have washed your feet, you have wash you should also wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will, you will be blessed if you do them. I am not referring to any of you. Know that I have chosen. I, have, I know those I have chosen. But this is to fulfill the passage of scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I'm telling you now before it happens so that you so that when it does happen you will believe that I am who I am. Very truly I tell you whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. What did we learn about in verse 2? Verse 2 says the evening meal was at in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas the son of Simon Iscariot to betray him. Crazy, right? Jesus already knew he washed his feet anyways. He didn't try to change the course. He didn't, he didn't spy Judas. As far as we can assume, he washed Judas's feet too. Question. Imagine what that moment was like. Jesus washing Judas's feet. What might Jesus have thought and felt? What about Judas? The other disciples were assumably ignorant to the magnitude of that moment. Jesus knowing what would happen and Judas knowing what he had already had plans to do were before one another. Judas's feet as dirty as his heart. Jesus's posture humble and serving him even when he had every right not to. Question, what can you learn from this moment between Jesus and Judas that's never described but can could be inferred? And finally, Peter. Hot mess means well, Peter. He didn't want Jesus to wash his feet. And then so quickly describes he wants Jesus to give him a total bath. (laughs) I love his extreme heart probably because I relate to it a little too well. Question, do you connect with Peter? How would you have responded in that moment when Jesus kneeled before you? One last thing I didn't want us to miss is this charge given to us. Question, what charge does Jesus give us in response to what he has done from verse 14 and 16? This seems like an odd charge. Some people take this figuratively and some literally. I think both are great ideas, although not all can apply literally to each person you serve. Can you imagine walking up to your boss or pastor with a bucket of water and taking off their shoes and start scrubbing, <laughs> we absolutely can apply this lesson and learn to serve those we lead. Question, who are people you lead? Prompt, go back next to each of their names and write one way you could serve them this week. For extra accountability, share this with a friend or add it to your calendar. And add it to your calendar. I'm excited to hear stories from you and you awesome leaders getting your hands dirty with stinky feet. As we wrap up today, I want you to think about what should you do? How can you apply what you have heard today from James 1.22? And who should you tell? What is something you can share about today? And who should you share that with? 
My prayer for you is that you would feel like you know Jesus more as we work our way through his final days. His story is the reason we celebrate on Easter Sunday because it's the thing that has totally changed our lives. I so hope this was encouraging to you. If it was, it would be so helpful if you would leave a review for this show. If it wasn't, well, you don't have to leave a review. Finally, please share this with your friends. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free and super easy to do Lent study. And when you share about it on social media, be sure to use hashtag hearers and doers podcast and tag me at Becky Kaiser. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at onlinewomensbiblestudy.com. I'll see you tomorrow with another final day's episode.